Alright people, what is going on? This is episode 249 of the First and Frame Rates show. I am VF Baller and it's just been a wonderful time for the past few, you know, weeks. I mean, it's just been great, you know, not just talking about, you know, what's going on here on the podcast or, you know, the content that I've been creating, but just everything just in general, just been really great. And it's, you know, it's, it's a pretty good way to end the year because the beginning of the year has been so much turmoil for me the end of the year just seems like it's much more easy, much smooth sailing than I thought it'd be. So, I mean, that is a beautiful thing. Uh, just a lot of gaming, just watching some sports, analyzing what I see as far as my two teams, actually getting into college basketball a little bit, been uh, watching the Georgia Southern men's and women's basketball. Good job starting off the season. Both are undefeated so far. You cannot ask for more than that. My Chicago Bulls are actually looking pretty good. A lot of people don't know I am a Chicago Bulls fan. A lot of people think that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm an Atlanta Hawks fan. Now, my wife is the Atlanta Hawks fan. She she loves the Hawks. Excuse me. She loves the Hawks. I'm a Chicago Bulls fan. I've been a Chicago Bulls fan since the 90s. So, in the world of sports and, and just, you know, getting stuff done around the house and just, uh, you know, just things in general, just it feels really, really great going into the Thanksgiving Christmas holiday. So hopefully you guys are feeling the same way. If not, don't worry. Don't don't fret. You know, just take it one day at a time. Things will turn around. All right. Today, like I said, this is episode 249. We're going to be talking about Clay Helton once again. I mean, I, I just can't stop talking about this guy. The impact that he's having all through South Georgia and everything around Statesboro, the way he's moving, the things that he's doing to, to, to talk and reach out to not only high schools, coaches and kids and touching the transfer portal. He's doing a phenomenal job at that. It's from what I've been watching. Also, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about um, the Thursday night football game. We're going to be talking about the Atlanta Falcons going up against New England. New England is coming down to Atlanta to play uh, the Falcons. And I'm going to give you my two cents on that as well. Give you somewhat of a pregame to that. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and just, uh, get into it. Well, I'll say this before I get into this, I want to let you guys know that if you're not watching this on uh, YouTube, you know, I do have a YouTube channel. If you are on YouTube, you can also check this out on, uh, anchor Spotify and iTunes. Just go and type in the search engine first and frame rates. I should pop right on up vice versa. If you want to check this out on YouTube, just go to YouTube, type in first and frame rates, and then you'll see uh, all the information there. Also, I do have a Patreon. You can check out the Patreon as well. Go to patreon.com slash first and frame rates. I think that's what it is. Go check that out. And that should pop right on up as well. And uh, you get access to extra content and exclusive content as well. Um, I do have merch on Teespring. Check out the Teespring link. If you're looking at this on the YouTube side of the world, it should be down in the description. Or just go to Teespring. Hit that link. Um, well, not hit the link, but just type in first and frame rate store. You should see all the merch there. I'm going to be adding some new stuff within the next coming weeks or so. So check that out. All right, let's go ahead and get into enough of all of that. Clay Helton has been moving and shaking all throughout South Georgia. I mean, he, he's went down to, uh, I know he, he's been to Warner Robins. Uh, he's been to Macon. Uh, he's also, uh, been to Perry High School the last few days talking to coach uh kevin smith which is the coach of uh uh perry high school 
uh, he's just been all over the place. I know he's done um, a speech in making at the Touchdown Club. Phenomenal uh, speech he did right there, telling everybody what he's about, what he's trying to do, and where he's trying to go as far as taking George Southern to another level. Um, I, I, I just don't know what to say about this. I, I was not actually... Um, I wasn't really aware of how much he, what he does as far as recruiting. I know he was a good, I know he's a good recruiter. We talked about this on another episode. I knew that he has a really good eye for talent. Also talked about that. But I guess the fact that he has the time to move around because he's still, um, officially, you know, not coaching the team. He's basically out here, uh, going and look for talent. And we've seen like the offers that he's given, the offers that he's given out to these these schools or these students are just amazing. Some of these guys are very good athletes. I don't really want to talk about them too much because not until they actually commit, because I don't want to give anybody hopes up on what, you know, Coach Helton is doing and who may come to the school. You know, I don't want to give a highlight or a spotlight to a kid and they decide to go somewhere else. And I don't want to feel like I'm like, you know, moving somebody to that point or, you know, people may listen to this or whatever the case may be. I, don't, I You know, well, I just wanted to make that decision. Once they are committed, I'm going to do a highlight on them, let you know who's actually on the team. Not necessarily like, oh, this is who we got. Look at this person. I'll be doing that forever because he's passing out a lot of, uh, you know, offers. And, and it's just quite awesome. It's just amazing. Um, He's also been to Ware Football, been out in the Ware County watching uh, those guys down there play. So he's been at Ware Football, walked away with giving out some scholarships, or uh, offered some offers, some scholarships. I mean, he's been doing a phenomenal job. I mean, he's just passing them out like crazy. And the things that he's been saying has just been a great, great message to some of these kids and some of the people who are watching him do uh do the work and that's basically what it is i mean I, I listened to the touchdown club speech and it's like everything you want to know about him in a compartmentalized uh fashion is right there i think the speech is like 17 minutes and he's basically saying like he wants to create a winning culture he wants to continue the legacy of winning at georgia southern he wants to you know he said he's getting away from the dive option, which is, you know, I know some people may not want to listen to that or want to get away from that. He's going to give him more balance. He wants the more explosive plays downfield. He wants to see guys who are going to play hard or play tough and give it their all. And even in an adverse situation like now where Georgia Southern is under 500, way under 500, but those guys still going out there to play. He also said he's giving uh, a one on he, he He's had one-on-one interviews with some of the players, which I think that is phenomenal. And I'm going to get to that in a second because I know there's one player, and if you've been watching this show uh, lately, you know that one player. I hope this player has the chance to tell him who he really is. And I guess I'm going to talk about that in a second. But I think that is really important because the guys who are there at Georgia Southern right now need to know who they're dealing with, not just from a coaching standpoint, but in some cases, a one-on-one standpoint. So, you know, like, hey, this is who I am. This is what I'm trying to do. What is going on with the next few, oh, excuse me, with the next few years of Georgia Southern? This is what I want to do. Are you going to be a part of this? I don't think the conversation went like that, but just, just saying that this is the way it is. And, um, 
some of these guys will probably be on board. I'm pretty sure, I, you know, I'm, I don't think every kid is going to be on board. They're going to have their differences or whatever the case may be. And speaking of differences, there's one kid that I know that had a difference, and I hope that he he, he said something about it. Sean Pell Kissing. <laughs> I can't tell you enough I talk about this kid. Sean Pell Kissing. I hope he talked to Clutch Clay Hilton and said, hey, look, you know, you know, the last, you know, coach, the last coaching regime had me on offense. Please, coach, put me on defense. Give me a shot on defense. Go look at my tape I have on my Twitter account. Look at me at defensive end. Please look at me at linebacker. Just look at me on defense. Because don't get me wrong, he does have highlights that he plays offense as well, but I he serves much better on defense. Sean, I hope you said something. Please, I hope you said something. I hope you did because there's a lot of talent. That is a lot of emotion. That is a lot of power and fierce and, and strength that is not being used properly on offense. You know, yeah, you love for him to ca- catch the ball and, you know, run over some guys, but I want to see him punish some offensive linemen and get to the quarterback. You you can do that. Hey, uh, we can win a lot of games if we can get to the quarterback and have, have that quarterback kind of, you know, with some happy feet, but nevertheless you know but you know most of the people that are most of the guys that are on the team are in the right spot for the most part and um i think you know the only thing is we just need the leadership to push these guys to the point where they can be the best they can be and i i i I humbly feel that clay helton whether he be here two three five years he's going to change the culture he's going to frame the culture of Georgia Southern for the next 10 to 15, 20 years, you know, because if we all get a taste of success with what Clay Helton does, if we get that taste of success to see Clay Helton actually winning some football games, actually, you know, getting some situations to where we are one of the top teams, if not the top team in the Sun Belt. Even with all this competition coming in with Marshall and and uh, James Madison and Old Dominion and Southern Miss, if we are able to take ourselves to that level, even when Clay Helton decides to you know not extend his contract or leave early, the fan base, the boosters, everybody who's under this umbrella is going to want that type of pedigree to continue at Georgia Southern. So it's not just hey, I hope he's here for three or four years, ha ha ha. Hey, most of the coaches here have been here around three to four years. It's not it's not much of a difference, but this time you're bringing a totally different attitude. You're bringing a totally different vibe. You're bringing a totally different um, dynamic to Georgia Southern. You know, a lot of people want to see the triple option. I see it. Now, I see it in my comment section on YouTube. A lot of people still say, "Hey, I want to see." The, I still think we could do the triple option in the Sun Belt and be uh, successful. No doubt, if you have the players, I believe, you know, you look at players like Jared McKinnon and, and you saw players like uh, um, uh, uh, um, Breda, Matt Breda, and, you know, the Jason Fosters and J.R. Revere's of the world. You, you see those guys that played in that era. Yeah, you can run the Sun Belt, but one thing that Clay Helton said in that uh, touchdown club um, speech, Jared Banko said that he wants this team to be a national name, to be a powerhouse on a national level. He Clay Helton said that he could be those Cincinnati's. 
of the world. And, and, and hey, don't be afraid to be a Cincinnati. You may get, you know, shunned and, and not really get in much love and favor out of the college football committee. I mean, the playoff committee. But that committee, it's inevitable. It's going to expand. It's going to expand. And if they get to eight teams, if they get to 12 teams, all you got to do is just play good football. That's all you got to do. You play good football in a, in a conference like the Sun Belt and win, and win games. You're, you're going to be in that conversation. I mean, you look at teams right now like the Chanticleers of a Coastal Carolina. They were in the conversation, you know. They were in the conversation at one point. It doesn't take long. It does. It's not hard to get there. You know, I mean, I'm not going to say it's not hard because you got to play the games. You got to win. Obviously, it's it's hard. But it's not as out of reach. That's a good that's a good way to say it. It's not as out of reach as most people would think it is. It's not. So therefore, you you should have those goals and expectations. You know, um, I really feel that we can take it to that level easily. You know, with this coach, with the recruits coming in and and, and the, the game plan, the scheme, uh, he already said in January he's going to be taking uh, his, uh, he's going to take on the role and start bringing the staff in. So now, you know, at the end of the football season, once everything is over, we're, in January, we're going to really see what this team or what the staff is going to be made of. Because I have no doubt, even if Clay Helton is here for one year, you know, what he's doing now could change a lot. But, it, it, you know, it has to be one year. Like, hey, I'm going to do, you know, so but I don't want him to be here for one year. You know, I really want him to be, you know, here for the long run. You know, I, I really want him, It's a five-year, I think it's a four or five-year deal. I would like for him to be here the entire four, five years. You know, I mean, if, if if things don't play out, you know, as well, but, you know, it, it's understandable that that happens. But if he gets to the point where he's catapulted his career to do something different, you know, that's cool because now we can bring other people in that's under his umbrella or somebody in here that could possibly be younger and better, you know, because there's always room for improvement. So you always have to figure out, you know, hey, this is what we got. How far is it going to take us? What are we going to do? Can this be sustained? And we want it to be sustained. So. Therefore, I think that with what we have here, I think this is going to be, uh, uh, it's just, you know, I think it's going to be phenomenal. Every time I look around, it continues to be a phenomenal, um, it's, it's just continue to be a phenomenal vibe at Georgia Southern. It just continue to be great steps to uh, possible greatness. You know, the, the Sun Belt has been put on notice. We are moving guys down to Statesboro. We got, you know, Kaji Jackson just left South, um, he just left North Carolina last year to come to Georgia Southern. We just got another recruit. Well, we just got another guy from the transfer portal that was that just um that just uh transferred here. Trying I can't remember his name. I'm about to look him up right now. Defensive tackle. Uh I wish I would have had this up and running right now. Oh, and here he is right here. Um Varner uh Christian Varner, former Tar Hill committed to Georgia Southern. He's he's here with his former teammate Kaji Jackson. He didn't play much at, at North Carolina. It's probably one of the reasons why he wanted to come down here. Defensive lineman, defensive tackle. Uh, I'm pretty sure. I think C.J. Wright. I think this is his last year. He's going to be taking C.J. Wright's place. 
you know, and if, if, if CJ Wright is going to stay in for another year, I, I, I'm not sure. I think he can. If you do, look, look at the defensive line, and I still want Sean Pell Kissin to be over here on the line with these guys. So, man, look, it, it's a lot going on. There's other recruits that came in, you know. I mean, we got other recruits that are coming through. I don't want to really get into the recruits right now, but, you know, you got a guys You got guys that are that are committed that are doing pretty good uh, in high school. So I, I can't wait to see what they do. I mean, just just remember, I don't know if you know this name already, but the, uh, just remember this name, Ashton Whitner. You know, that's another guy on defense. We already talked about Kevin Speed. That's another name. He may play defense. Just just be mindful of all of this because we got some guys that are coming in here that, that are going to be pretty good. Um, there's some offensive guys that, are, that haven't committed yet. There's a wide receiver out there. I'm not going to speak his name yet, but this kid, we I would love to see him alongside of Derwin Burgess. I hope this kid commits. I'm not going to talk about him because he's not committed yet, but I'm just telling you, that receiver, that's, that's yeah, yeah, I'm just going to leave it at that. 4-3 speed, I'll just leave it at that. Um, that's that's pretty much it that I got for Clay Hilton. I think we're gonna have um a really good uh you know time at Georgia Southern. I think it's gonna be a really good off season. Can't wait for the spring games. This season is pretty much a wash. I know we still playing BYU. Don't want to say too much about that. Um, I'm gonna do a pregame to the, the BYU game. Uh, coming up. Um, probably my next upload or whatever on YouTube. So check that out. The YouTube channel first and frame race. Put it in the search engine. It'll pop right on up. And uh. I'll be doing a pregame to the BYU game. And then we have Appalachian State. Uh, don't have much to say. Hopefully, we can spoil a couple of teams' dreams for the rest of the season. That'll be awesome. But, hey, we'll see how that goes. All right, let's get into the Atlanta Falcons. Thursday night football, Atlanta is going to be playing the uh, New England Patriots. Patriots are coming down to Atlanta to play um, the Atlanta Falcons got a tall task here. You know, I think they could still do pretty good. I've been, you know, I did a video on the midseason, uh, the midseason uh, recap. And at, right now, Atlanta st- stands at four and five right now. Le- New England Patriots are surprisingly six and four. Bill Belichick got this team doing pretty decent. I got I got to give him credit. The uh, the Patriots have been playing pretty good defense. The offense uh, for the Falcons is not has. Um, I don't know. You know, the, the Atlanta Falcons offense just hasn't been there um, because of injury, not because of production, just because of injury. Cordell Patterson is, has ankle sprain, may not play Calvin Ridley. You know, I'm not saying that's an injury. He's on personal leave with, uh, you know, the mental health situation. Kyle Pitts is going to be the guy that they're going to go to, and Kyle Pitts is probably going to be uh, um, pretty much doubled and tripled. This is a reason why you would want to try to establish the run, which, you know, um, the defense of the defense of New England is very stout. Uh, only at the, uh, and, you know, they're they're pretty stout. So it's gonna be hard to get a running game going, even with you know the the without Cordell Patterson. You know, it's just just one of the things that we're just gonna have to try to find a way to get around. I'm not really sure if that's gonna be the 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 case. My main thing is what the Falcons are gonna have to do once again try to keep Matt Ryan upright, and that's always. One of the biggest contentions for the Atlanta Falcons, keep him upright. Um, the guys like Zacchaeus, Russell Gage is going to have to step up. Um, I would like to see Hayden Hurst do something. I'm not really sure. He may be playing as well. 
So that's one of the things we're going to have to do. Um, as far as the pass rush, uh, the pass rush of the the pass rush of the Patriots is pretty good. You know, they they have some pretty good guys out there. Christian Barrymore is one of the guys that you really want to look out for. Uh, he he's been pressuring the quarterback very well on our side. The edge rush of Dante Fowler um, was doing pretty good at first until he got hurt. I mean, and maybe he needs to come back and try to make a difference and uh, get some pass rush. Him, Grady, Jared, and company. Maybe they should, will be able to get the Mac Jones because Mac Jones is very efficient. This dude is a very accurate quarterback. A lot of people don't talk about him enough because of the other rookie quarterbacks. You look at the Trey Lance. You look at all the other ones that are that are out there. Um, Zach Wilson and company. But when you look at Mac Jones, Mac Jones has probably been doing the best out of all of them. I mean, it's it's, it's really impressive to see what he he's been doing. Uh, all uh, even with Justin Fields having his struggles, Mac Jones has, like been that dude. It's like it's really, really, uh, it, it's really interesting to see how this all played out because you know most people look at the top picks or the the early picks and and everybody it, it always be like that middle of the road quarterback or the late round pick quarterback that stands out you know it's it's really interesting look at Russell Wilson he was one of those ones in a in a sea of people where we thought that you had um RG3 and Andrew Luck you know neither one of them are in the league anymore you know so that's the way it plays out sometimes, you know. It is what it is. Now, with New England, they can run the ball pretty well to the average 114 yards a game, and um, they have a couple of running backs uh, that could play pretty well, mostly Ramonde Stevenson, who, uh, who's who been running pretty good, had over average over 80 yards a carry. I mean, yeah, 80, not 80 yards a carry, wow. 80 yards a game the last two weeks, so um, – he he's been doing pretty good. Uh, Damian Harris may not be playing. He has a concussion, so um, I'm not sure how much they're going to be passing the ball. The, the Patriots per, per se. Um, we do have a secondary that can play pretty good. Um, you know the AJ Terrell and company. So I don't know how much. Uh, I don't know how much they're going to try to put the ball in Mac Jones' hands. But I do feel that if they get a rhythm, it's going to be a long day. For the Falcons secondary, uh, I see the Falcons. The Falcons can win this game. They're at home. They play pretty good at home. They have a chance to win it, but I would not be um, surprised if New England end up beating the Falcons. New England defense is just a little bit more. Um, it, it's just a little bit more uh, formidable than most people would think. Uh, the Falcons, in general, um, just need to find their way with all the things that are going on, um, I do feel that uh, Arthur Smith, with the way that uh, he brings his team together outside of the Cowboys game, they've been very competitive throughout the season. They find ways to lose more than nah, but if it's up to uh, Matt Ryan and company, Matt Ryan has been holding his team together. That's why they're like four and five. Like four of these losses were like, you know, maybe three of these losses was like you you found a way to lose, and um, the Falcons. I guess you could say has found a way to win in four in, in a few of these games, but it's just the just the the mantra of the Falcons. Last few years, they find a way to lose games, and it's it's somewhat been turning around. Outside of the Washington football team game, you look at that game. 
that was a game that they should have won, you know. But I was, you know, other than that, you know, they trying to turn it around, but it, it just seems like they're just still finding ways to be in a position like, look, we got this game. What's going on? We end up losing. <laughs> yeah, maybe that will turn around. You know, like I said, outside of the, the Dallas Cowboys game, I think the Falcons played okay football for the most part. So, um, I'm looking. You know, I'm a homer. I like the Falcons. I'm looking for the Falcons to win. Um, maybe by three, six points. I think the Falcons could pull this off, even with the injury to Cordell Patterson. It's going to be tough. But um, one of those other guys and on the offense. It's gonna to have to step up if Cordell Patterson doesn't play. You know, that's just how just how it's gonna be. Um if uh they do lose, I get it. I don't want them to lose, but I do see the Falcons winning this game in a close one, uh, playing at home. Um, even though they they seem to play better on the road, kinda of weird, but we'll see how that plays out. All right, that that's pretty much it for the first and frame rate show episode two forty nine. Like I said, I talked about Georgia Southern football, talk about Atlanta Falcons. Not much anything else I, I really wanted to touch on this week. You know, the NFL uh, for the most part as a collective, good football in general. Um, college football is still chugging along. I am I'm very very impressed with the way college basketball has started this season. College basketball started very well, much better than the NBA. But you know, um, that's another story for another day, in my opinion. Um, but uh, I really like what, how college basketball started off. I mean, it's just some quality basketball, and you know, it's been a lot of quality pas- basketball over there for for a long time. We just have not uh, been paying attention until the the final four or the tournament itself. But throughout the season, it's been pretty good pretty good football i mean i'm sorry pretty good basketball for the last you know at least 10 11 years but nobody says anything but hey what can you do um thank you guys if you made it this far i really appreciate it uh give me a good rating hopefully if you made it this far and you like what you hear go to itunes hit that five star rating go to spotify give it a good rating um anchor if you were listening over there you know give it a good rating share this with other people podcast addict as well give this a good rating let people know the more the better of the rating the more downloads the more people listen the more this will grow the more it grows the better the content gets because i want to be one of the best at this i want to be so i strive to give the best content possible so i really really appreciate it if you would do that and i'll continue to bring more content be on the lookout for more content on the youtube channel and on the patreon all that links is down in the description if you're on youtube you can find all, all you know what you can find all this stuff on my twitter account vf baller and go right there to the all my links i have everything right now all my links so you can check out everything all both of my youtube channels the patreon the the you know anchor spotify all that so you can find all that stuff right there so uh hopefully you guys will check all that stuff out and i will see you guys on the next one you guys be blessed and peace <laughs>